Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all our viewers and listeners. This is Christ and Current Currents, a new segment in the JQCU podcast. We are very glad to have you here. My name is Masi Chabet and I shall be your host for this segment. Uh, with me are guests who are going to help us in this conversation we're going to have today and I shall let them introduce my, themselves. We can begin with you. Hello everyone, I am John Gadura. I'm in my second year of study here in JQAT and above all I'm saved. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm Lillian Mugore. I'm in my first year of study doing project management here in JQuat. Hello everyone and praise the Lord. My name is Masi Amiani. I'm in my four, fourth year of study doing Bachelor of Radiography and Karibuni Sana to this segment. Thank you very much. Yes, as we have heard, we are all Christians. And the topic for today is a Christian in campus. With me are some questions which shall help us, which shall help guide us even in this conversation. So we shall just dive right in. And I hope you're all excited for this uh, conversation. Thank yes, sure, sure. Me too, me too. Uh, so our first question for today, um, when did you get born again? Was it before campus or after campus? And what does that mean for you? We can start with you, John. Okay, thank you. I got born again uh, in my high school. Hmm? Uh, just two weeks after admission and basically um, being born again means to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life mm -hmm. and living the, uh, the sinful uh, life uh, to, uh, uh, to live that, a life that pleases the Lord. Actually when you read uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 10, mm -hmm. Romans 10 9, uh -huh. it outlines the process for us as Christians on how you are being saved. First of all you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and second of all, you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So mm -hmm. you can see basically that being saved is more of a personal thing and mm -hmm. a personal decision that one has to make. Nice. Thank you. Lillian? Okay, thank you. I got saved before campus. That is back in high school. Uh -huh. I, I believe I was in Form 3. Mm -hmm. That is before the Corona holiday. Nice. That is when... God transformed me and started living a life that pleases him and according to me to me transform like being born again means being transformed and start living a Christ like life nice thank you Amiani I also was born again when I was in high school back in form one that was in 2016 and um, this this tendency of people uh, believing, I'm uh, thinking that uh, because they were brought up in a Christian family, then it's like a guarantee for them to be born again. And I will say I was also born in a Christian family, but now uh, when I came to my high school, that is when I really got convicted uh, by the Holy Spirit. And just as John has mentioned about Romans 10, 9, that it is a process of us believing in our hearts. And I believe that is by the work of the Holy Spirit. And then confessing our sins and then that is how we get born again and yeah the journey has been a, a good one for me and i thank god for the same thank you we bless the lord for that <laughs> thank you for for your stories for sharing your stories that brings us to our next question you have told us that you were uh, you got born again all of you got born again in high school and what did that mean for you especially with your friends do you still have a circle of friends that you had even before you got born again and are they now born again were they saved before that are they now saved and if Whichever the answer is, how did they take your being born again? You're getting born again. Did they take it well? Did they encourage you? Did they distance themselves from you? How was that for you? We can start with Amiani. Okay. Um, most of my friends that I had then, um, 
were they were my church friends and I won't say that all of us were born again because not all of us had really made that confession uh, for ourselves and for some of them uh, they got born again along the way um uh, but uh, for most of them at the same time they were not uh, they didn't give their lives to Christ mm-hmm. so um for uh, I would talk of the ones that um didn't get born again uh along the way uh-huh. and I would say our friendship since then has it it was not an easy friendship because you find that uh at times uh, there are things that as uh they they would insinuate ama they would want me to do mm-hmm. and of course i wouldn't do them because uh, of the stand that i had taken uh, because of the salvation that i had purposed to uh, that i had received and i purposed to live a christ like life so um but at, at the same time for those that we that got born again uh it has been a journey of keeping each other accountable and working uh working things out in terms of um sharing God's word together and praying together so that we be a fellowship uh ama we be people who are keeping each other accountable in this work of faith. Thank you. Lillian. Okay. Before I got born again, I had a group of friends mm-hmm. who actually they were not born again and we used to work together do things together mm-hmm. and everything we did together actually was not pleasing before mm-hmm. the eyes of god and the moment i i got transformed actually they all they all decided to to be they all decided to remain in their sinful state mm-hmm. and actually i had to talk to them to at least speak to them to receive Christ though some got saved others they are just there but God will transform them mm-hmm. yes. okay i think they got born in my high school <coughs> yes so from the friends i had some of them gave their lives to to Christ and some didn't because you know at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. the person to make the decision but for those who are born again I'm still in contact with some of them mm-hmm. and uh it's been a journey for us as friends because we've come from a place where we were not so much uh, knowledgeable about Christ and uh, what the future holds for us mm-hmm. in Christianity but I can say the journey has been swift because the Lord has been faithful yeah. and sometimes it's good to always make your friends even if you're born again It's good to let your friends know that you indeed you're born again. Yeah. Even for those who are not uh, yet saved because uh, you interact with friends day in day out mm-hmm. and they are the people who can mislead you. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me of uh, uh the uh, Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower mm-hmm. in uh, the book of Matthew mm-hmm. because he was telling a, a parable about a farmer going to sow and some seeds fell on the on the path and they were eaten by birds some fell on the rocks and they grew but the sun uh, because of the sun they just uh, died mm-hmm. and so others fell on the thorns and they were chopped mm-hmm. and others fell on fertile ground and they produced a hundredfold mm-hmm. and so this tells us that the one that is planted uh, in our hearts is 
is something that we should cultivate so that we can grow. Mm. And actually letting our friends know that we indeed we are saved and we are not of that uh, 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 life that mm. we left, mm. it's good to uh, help us, to propel us. Mm. And uh, after that, after you tell them that you are saved, you can talk to them and see if they will come to uh, this other side because you know the devil can use anyone yeah. to because the devil has only three uh, things to do to steal to kill and to, to destroy, destroy. Mm. as john 10:10 tells us yeah. so the devil can use anyone he is not a respecter of persons yeah. so we should be um so so very careful mm-hmm. so careful to just ensure that after getting that word after it has been planted in your heart you should cultivate it through reading the word, through prayer, and through fellowship, and you will grow. Nice, thank you. I am curious to know, when you got born again, did you sit your friends down and tell them, now, I am born again? <laughs> or how did that conversation go? Did you, was it out of your lifestyle, how you change when maybe you, you go out with them and be like, I'm not doing that anymore because now I'm a Christian, or was it just a smooth flow, and eventually they came, out, they came later to find out that you got born again? Just shortly, briefly. You can tell us, um, Lillian. We can start with Lillian now. <laughs> okay. I I did not tell them that uh, I've received Christ. Mm-hmm. Actually, my actions alone ah. could speak and tell them that I'm living a different life from okay. the past. So I did not have to tell them. They just saw it from my actions. Okay. John? Okay, same, same to us <laughs> okay. because we are told to be an example to others in mm-hmm. speech, yeah. in action, in love, and also in faith. Mm-hmm. So actions actually speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. The way you carry yourself and the way you uh, juggle around your life mm-hmm. talks more about uh, your Christianity life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, the time I got born again, uh, um, it was there was this public uh, kind of calling people out when uh, they want th- those who have been convicted to get born again, mm-hmm. and I will say that also played a role in terms of uh, letting my friends that are around there know know that I have made the decision to get born again. But now, of course, for my friends who are not part of who are not in school, then um, when I went home, uh, same to them, my mm-hmm. actions. Uh, really spoke louder. Um, they, they, they really they, they said it all because of course uh, since I got born again the journey has been trying to always make sure I live a life that is pleasing before Christ so my actions have spoke more than I ha- had to, to, to say myself. Okay, yeah. that is really nice. I think this is a proof of you shall know them by their fruits, as the word tells us. Yeah. Moving on to the next question. Um, as you have all told me, um, <coughs> your actions are what now changed or er, uh, what spoke for you. And with the, with the way you were interacting with your friends before, I'm sure there's places you used to go together and there's things you used to do together. What is it that you can tell us that some of the habits that you actually intentionally had to drop now because you have transformed into into a new being, into a Christian, and you're trying to live your life to please God. Uh, are there some of the habits that you can you can share with us that have uh, you had to intentionally drop for you to even as you as you're leading this new life of yourself? Yes. Uh, where shall we start? Amiani. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll I'll just speak of two. 
uh, one of them was um, being obedient in terms of uh, without without having to complain. Because you see, uh, before when I, before I got born again, I really questioned to some extent uh, why I had to do some things, probably things that I have been told to do my, by my parents or my older siblings. Yeah, but um, uh, the journey after after getting born again, it was more of me wanting to obey uh, simply because it is also a command from God uh, that we are told in Ephesians 6, 1, that children obey your parents. Uh, so I think obedience is one thing I really had to make sure I am doing um, so passionately without having to question why am I doing this at times. Yes, and then at the same time, I had to really drop off listening to secular music because it was something that I, I, I was like use, used to before getting one again. So, yeah, I used to. Thank you for sharing that. Lillian? Okay. For me, I think the biggest problem with me before I got, before I got saved, it was dressing code. I could walk, I could walk half naked without minding who is looking at me, without minding who is watching. <coughs> Actually, even my parents, they were just, they were just there trying to insist on dressing decently, mm -hmm. but I used to ignore their advices. I used to just ignore what they said. But I thank God when I got saved, everything, everything with me, like dressing, that is the first thing that I started <coughs> dropping. Yeah, nice. Modesty. Yes, nice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. John? Amazing. <coughs> well, I, what do you have to share for I, us? I had to drop a few things, but uh -huh. I'll just mention uh, two. Okay. Uh, first of all, I had to <coughs> learn and teach myself how to talk the truth, how wow. to tell the truth. Because uh, before I got one again, I used to uh, just uh, lie and see as if it's it's okay. It's okay. It's normal. <laughs> it's a way to survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, as I from as from uh, the day I got born again, I get I, I got to learn that this is actually wrong and I should actually drop it. Yeah. So that has uh, that really uh, uh, I had to stop that and also I had to stop uh, engaging myself in ill-mannered talks uh. because. Uh, as I have said earlier, we are told to be an example to others yeah. and to actually show the way. And this reminds me that uh, we are the light of the world. We are a city built on a high hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we are the light of the world, uh, the light is not put under the table. It is put uh, on top of the table to yeah. show us the light. Yeah. So we are supposed to be an example to others. And that's why I, 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 I wanted to, I desired mm -hmm. and purposed that I, would, I will not engage in ill-mannered talks again and so far. Yeah. The Lord has been faithful. Yeah. yeah, thank you for finishing that. I was just about to say that, in, as as long as you make it intentional to drop these habits, the Lord shall give you all the resources that you that you will need, the friends to guide you, the circle that you need, so that you can get over this, um, all these uh, ill mannered ill mannered issues. Yes. So, thank you for sharing all of that. That, that, that must have been a very vulnerable moment for us. So, uh, as we're moving to the next question, I hope you're enjoying this. I, I am. Personally, this is a very insightful conversation we're having. So moving on to the next question, this is going to be a bit invasive, but I hope you're going to be very uh, open about it. So um, having gotten to campus with all the freedom here, do you feel like A, being a Christian limits you from having fun? 
B, being a Christian keeps you on track. And C, a bit of both, that is A and B, which is being a Christian limits you from having fun. And B, being a Christian keeps you on track. Yes, we can start with you, John. Okay. Um, indeed, being a Christian is fun. Okay, okay. Being a Christian is not uh, limiting you to having fun. I think I should start from there. Uh, and maybe, for instance, if you go out there and ask somebody, what is your definition of fun? Mm-hmm. Or how will you divine, define fun? Maybe you will get a, 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 a response like, having fun is... Uh, going to clubs and taking alcohol and mm-hmm. taking uh, all manner of things, screaming your lungs out. And uh, that is not the real definition of fun. Because actually the Bible tells us to enjoy the days of our youth. Mm-hmm. But the Bible continues on the same verse. Actually, you can read it. Okay, please do. Okay. Uh, from uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 chapter 11 verse 9 it says be happy young man while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see but know that all these things God will bring you to judgment this is NIV version maybe I should read it in message Bible because it will bring a lot of emphasis it says you who you are young, make the most out of your youth, Re- release your, your youthful vigor, follow the impulses of your heart. If something looks good to you, pursue it, but also know that uh, not just anything goes. You have to answer to God for every last bit of it. Thank you so we see that we, at the end of time, we shall be accountable to God. Mm. Yes, you had fun. Yes, you enjoyed. You went to whatever places you went to. <coughs> according to uh, the way you you uh, should I say that fun should be handled Uh or should be enjoyed and so this calls us to be responsible uh, uh, citizens in the kingdom because at the end of time we shall be accountable to God and maybe uh, in this Christian in our Christian side on our Christian side having having fun is is like every day because indeed Christ Christ the joy of the Lord reigns in our lives and also being a Christian we do engage in uh, various activities like uh, in Jaquat we do have bondings we mm. do have uh, flash mobs yeah. we do have uh, um, missions yeah. and doing the work of the Lord is fun and one thing one advantage of uh, 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 this side of having fun on this side mm-hmm. is that when we get together to go for a mission or go for a, for, for a flash mob or mm-hmm. uh, bondings, we, we, we actually do uh, engage in talks that edify us, that yeah. mold us, that help us to grow. Mm-hmm. And this brings unity among us. Mm-hmm. And in the book of Psalms, the, the Bible tells us that um, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. Mm. And so you can see that having fun as a Christian <laughs> brings a blessing. Amazing. So that's why I think that uh, being a Christian is a whole package okay. of fun. Okay, yeah. okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Lillian? Uh, to me, being born again <coughs> as a Christian here in campus, itself, it is having fun. For myself, I just have fun being a Christian, being a born again. 
because I cannot imagine of myself being drunkard, mm-hmm. being on the track of immorality mm-hmm. cases. Actually, I thank God for being a Christian because this is where I can find life. This is where I can find anything about my future. I thank God being a Christian here in campus. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Amiani, what do you have for us? Okay, well, um, I would say, actually, I, I have come to define fun as being able to live a meaningful and a purposeful life. And as a Christian, coming to believe that it is actually God who created you and he has uh, a purpose for you that you have to... Um, you have the work that he has given you the the responsibility to do and um in in all that i have come to to also understand from the book of ecclesiastes that it is the lord who gives and who enables us to to be glad in the things that he gives us so um i have come to define fun as being able to enjoy the the things that the lord has provided in terms of family, friends, and even the different resources, some of the different things provided, Ama has made available to us. So I wouldn't really say that being a Christian has not been fun, uh, because at the same time, these are the, uh, the friends are the same people who keep you accountable, who uh, you learn from them, they learn from you, and you, you get to grow together and in the process, you continue finding meaning uh, for, for your life, Ama, for why you're living. So, uh, and going to the second part of the question, uh, actually being a Christian has helped me to be on track because yeah. uh, you, you, you have also the word of God, which is uh, our guide, Ama, which is guiding you every, each and every day on how you're supposed to live. So it has not uh, been a, 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 an experience where you just live a life the way you want to live. But being guided by what the word of the Lord says and being able to enjoy the things that the Lord has provided for 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 you. So, yeah, being a Christian is not is not is fun actually. Yeah, there's a thing that we say. Kwayesu kunaraha for our international audience. (laughs) It means in Christ there's fun. Is that what I That is very direct translation. But I hope the point is home. Yes. So being a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be boring. Actually, on the, on the contrary, we have fun and we have fun as well in a, in a way that even as we're going to be accountable to God, it is, it is going to put us on the right side. And just to encourage all of us to dive into this and dive into Christianity, it doesn't limit you, as, as our guests have said, it doesn't limit you, doesn't make you have less, uh, less a life as you would outside of Christianity. If anything, it makes it even fuller and more fulfilling and yeah. We urge you to join us. Come, come to this side. Come to this side. Yes. Uh, on to our next question. So this is a bit uh, wordy. I'm going to read it out for us. So the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen, to not be unequally yoked with non-believers. Now, being in a diverse university with regard to this, how would you describe your interaction with non-believers? And if any, what boundaries or measures have you put in place to ensure that you remain firm in your faith, even when you develop friendships with them? What boundaries or measures, if you have any, have you put in place to ensure that you remain firm in your faith, even when you develop friendships with them? Yes, so um, basically what um, the question asks is, considering that we have been warned about against um, being very too close or too involved with non-believers, 
what are the ways because you cannot you cannot we cannot um avoid them or avoid or not avoid engaging with them considering we in a, we in a diverse uni, university we have very different denominations we have people who are not who actually say that they're not christians and they not they don't believe in a god or a higher being um how do you can you describe your interaction with these people and how what measures have you put in place to keep you on track yes we can start with you lillian okay <coughs> For me, uh, the fact that I am born again does not mean that I should start dropping my friends who are non-believers intentionally, mm. but instead I have to work with them. But I have to work with them. What I should not do is doing what they are doing. Mm. I have to work with them, speak with them. At least they might be transformed on the process of working with them. Mm. They, they might be they might be having a chance to receive Christ, yeah, on that process of socializing with them, interacting with them, yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm. Yes, Amiani, you can share with us your story. Uh, one thing that has really helped me has just been uh, making it known to my friends who are not born again that I am actually a believer who believes in the word of God mm. and who is um, daily wanting to obey what the word of God expects me to do as a and as a Christian following the example of Christ uh, that we, we have Christ who came and he lived a life that we live we, we actually are living right now and he was able to to not to 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 have any sin uh, mm -hmm. that can be said against him so in my pursuit of being uh, wanting to be like Christ it has been clear to to my friends that I am a believer and I there are things that I can do and there are things that I cannot do and part of the purpose and part of the reason why we have been created actually uh, as Lillian has mentioned is to evangelize I'm to preach the word of Christ to this uh, the people who are not born again so I would also um, say that I have had to interact with a lot of my friends who are not born again either in class in uh, the places of uh, in the place of work and in other social uh, gatherings mm -hmm. but at the same time and uh, making it known to them by my actions or if if necessary by m me proclaiming that I am born again and sharing the message of Christ with them that has really been instrumental in mm -hmm. helping me to remain firm and also not to be influenced by by some of the things that may come my way when interacting with people who are not born again oh, nice thank you john okay. it is your turn now as uh, lillian and uh, mercy amiani have, have said i want to just stress and say that we can't deny the fact that we interact with mm -hmm. our students with our people out there who are not born again and we can't avoid them actually we kuna kuna ile vibe tu mnakuanga nayo na wase okay so you can't uh, avoid them so if you can't avoid them and you are on this side and they are not what can you do to bring them on this mm -hmm. side, side. Mm -hmm. so you should try as much as possible to talk to them and uh, try that they may actually acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior mm -hmm. in their life and know that uh, as Christians, we are called Christians because you are supposed to be Christ-like. Mm. So we are supposed to love what God loves and love and hate what, God, what hates. God hates. And by that, you can't uh, love what God loves 
and hate what he hates mm-hmm. if you can't if you don't know what he loves and <laughs> what he hates okay. and that's why uh, as Masi has said it's good to actually be in contact with his word because in second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 it exhibits something that is called the sufficiency of the scripture mm. because it tells us that uh, the word is uh, profitable for teaching for reproof for correction mm. and for training in righteousness that you may be equipped for every good work mm. so that's why you are supposed to engage with the word of god and actually share it to other people mm-hmm. so that they may actually come to this side and have life because Jesus came that we may have life mm-hmm. and have life in abundance mm-hmm. that's why because people out here are struggling with so many things sexual immorality mm-hmm. and uh, drug abuse actually um in a in in jquat the the school is located at a very critical position <laughs> that's why <laughs> so many people are struggling with drugs yeah. and actually let me say this here if you are listening to this podcast uh taking drugs will destroy your life because indeed when you read the, uh, proverbs chapter 31 from verse 6 to 7 it talks about uh um, alcohol or for instance it it the 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 verse talks about uh wine but when the bible talks about wine it categorically says about alcohol too mm. so let me read it for the, for, for for to clear the air Proverbs that one verse six it, it says give beer to those who are perishing and wine to those who are in anguish, let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Mm. Uh, let me go up there to verse four. It says it is not for kings, O Lemuel, uh, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer. Necessarily, when the Bible in 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 Proverbs chapter that one verse. For talks about kings not taking alcohol and leaders not taking alcohol too you are the leader of your own life and so so that you can keep your life in on track and actually um propel your life forward you you, you need to actually be mindful of what you do each and every day and that's why we sh- we, are, we are not supposed to be taking alcohol and any other drug mm. for that matter uh yeah I think I can't say that much. <coughs> to all of you, there's a there's a song that I really like that says "Just as I am," that one play, and I think um, uh, the, I think the 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 Bible talks to us about going to Christ just as you are, just because you ha- are having struggles and addictions and some things that make you feel less of. Uh, less worthy to be in the presence of, of the Lord doesn't mean that you should flee away from it but even on the contrary makes you even want to should should drive you to come to Christ even the more it makes <clears throat> you get such peace and love from Christ with all your struggles with all your sins and may it not be <clears throat> a reason to run away from Christ but a reason to run to him so and that brings us to our, our final question which you have all touched on <clears throat> what is the place of evangelism in a, uh, being a christian in campus and um you have talked about your friends and the friends that you had before you got born again and the fact that you still walk to them even after that and try to evangelize to them as well is there such a thing or do you, do you believe there's such a thing as too early to evangelize to them and even to those who are um new friends now that you are a believer <clears throat> and you've made new friends who are not believers is there such a thing as too early or do you can you just start evangelizing from from the very beginning or should you start developing a friendship first before you start talking to them about Christ so maybe you can just share with us what you believe or what you think from that amiani we can start with you well um 
again the journey of a believer uh, has is is a journey of sanctification where even as you are continually being the light of the world that the lord is continually uh, changing you and making you to be more like him so in the process of that uh, you ought to always make sure that in your interactions with uh, non-believers i don't i don't think it's too early to start evangelism mm-hmm. though at the same time it's important to to believe, uh, to know that evangelism is uh, more effective when there is a relationship mm-hmm. there in whereas uh, where we, as a, as the christian you're supposed to be intentional about wanting to know how the other person is doing uh, before b- bringing in the message of christ uh, again you, you need to be careful that it is also not too late because the other fact of the matter is that no one knows uh, when anything that might happen to you and it is not a guarantee that you will see tomorrow so um by you just being so as a believer being intentional in bringing the message of Christ in whichever way that i think one skill that is really that we really need to have as believers is the, the the ability to bring in Christ in whichever conversation we are having such that it doesn't matter if we are talking about football if you are talking about movies but we uh, we we are able to bring the message of Christ no matter the type of conversation we are having and at the same time understanding that um salvation actually is the lord's that as a believer your work is just to bring the message of christ to just proclaim as it is from his word and then the holy spirit convicts the heart of, of the person and how can they know the truth unless somebody speaks to them so you have a responsibility to a responsibility to play that you have to share the word of god to them uh, but at the same time praying for them and understanding that this is the work of the lord that it is god who is able to to bring them to himself so yeah just making sure that as a believer you're doing your part and allowing god to also speak to them at whatever points of your friendship you're in yeah thank you <coughs> lilian okay for me or uh, being a believer and receiving christ okay i i really likes to to evangelize to mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. uh without minding <coughs> whether it's too early because yeah. i think my payment of best ah. especially <laughs> especially to know god especially to know god and to know christ actually i just wish is that i received christ the moment yeah. i was born because <laughs> i have found enjoyment i've enjoyed every moment as being a christian so evangelize is not too well according to me i can evangelize even as i am mm-hmm. yeah thank you john all right to <laughs> just to top it up mm-hmm. uh the bible tells us that uh no one should despise the fact that we are young yeah and so when we are young we are vigorous we are uh we have the strength to mm-hmm. go here and make disciples mm-hmm. because when jesus was uh commissioning the disciples he told them go into the world and make disciples uh, um baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and actually in Matthew chapter chapter 28 verse verse 20 uh let me start from 19 it says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So we can see that we have an assurance. We have the confidence. As we evangelize, as we take the gospel to those who have not yet received him as Lord and Savior of their life, we have the confidence that he indeed is with us. And if he, with, if he is with us, there is nothing we should worry about because mm-hmm. we have the, 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 the driver okay. on the seat, so we should not worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. <coughs> Thank you very much. This, is, this has been a very insightful conversation. And just before we close, I would like to ask if you have anything, one last thing you'd like to tell our audience, a parting shot just before we can close this conversation. We can start with John. Okay. Uh, from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 the Bible tells us that the whole duty of man is to fear him and mm-hmm. to do his commands so in our daily lives may we strive and actually uh, make it our purpose to uh, fear him and actually do his commands because we have no other duty in this world but mm-hmm. to fear him and to do his commands yeah. thank you Lillian okay for me the fact that I'm a Christian I'm a believer I just try my best to walk as per the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, as the Bible says from the book of Galatians 5, verse number 16. Mm-hmm. Let us walk by the desires of the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. So that is the, the main thing, the battle that I really fight. Mm-hmm. That is the flesh, mm-hmm. to ple- so that I may walk in the Spirit and please God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, uh, a thing that has really kept me recently is um, that as Christ is saving us, he's saving us to the uttermost, that he doesn't save you and then he leaves you on your own. We, we have an assurance that Christ is always with us wherever we go. So uh, just to encourage you, uh, our listener, that as you have received Christ, so also remain in him being rooted in him and firmly established in him because even the word of the Lord tells us in John 15 that we ought to abide in him that for as a believer for you to bear fruit for you to continue growing you have to remain in your source and your source is Christ you have to remain in him and continually uh, uh, establishing your relationship with him and allowing him to work in you each and every day of your life that you may be more like him thank you Thank you, thank you very much. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in this far. I hope you have really been edified by the conversation we have had. We're going to have more of this to come up, so look out for them. We shall be having as many conversations as we can have, more contemporary issues from a Christian's point of view, and even for follow-up questions for whatever else you might want to engage us with, follow us on our, on, on our social media platforms, on YouTube, Twitter, Telegram, Instagram, all at jquatcu. Pod, that is J-K-U-A-T-C-U pod, also on TikTok at jquatcu pod, and our website at jquatcu.org www.jquatcu.org Thank you very much to our guests for giving us the time, and for honoring the invite. Thank you for the insights you've given us. This has been very, very insightful. Until next time, please like, share, subscribe, and share, share, share. Thank you very much.